Well, hey there. Welcome to Discover Your Sensational Path podcast. I'm Erin Gruich. I'm an occupational therapist, owner of Sensational Path, and creator of the Sensational Path Mobile Sensory Clinic. I'm so excited to have you on our podcast, a podcast for parents, teachers, and occupational therapists to learn and connect around topics of sensory integration, sensory regulation, sensory spaces, and the ins and outs of running a clinic on big wheels. All right, so today I am surrounded by these lovely ladies that are part of Hello Life Academy with me. They are business owners and entrepreneurs, all from different walks of life, and I thought today it would be interesting to have us all on here together and talking about occupation. Now, as an occupational therapist, occupation is everything that you do from the time that you wake up in the morning till the time that you go to bed. But it's also what we do for paid work, what we do for volunteer work, and um, what we do for joy. So we're just going to go around and everybody's going to do a quick introduction of themselves. Wendy, we're going to start with you. I am Wendy, if you don't know me, and my business is called Millie's Modern Vintage, and it's not quite a year old, so I feel like I'm probably like the newbie here. (laughs) I do kind of a little mix of things. I started out wanting to do home decor only, and then I decided that I loved fashion just way too much, so I do fashion and home decor and It's thrilling. I get to now, especially since we're all at home, I get to play dress up. I get to play dress up all the time. And I was just telling a friend that I was in my closet yesterday and I like I'm cleaning, I'm purging. And I found things that I didn't even know that I had or that I kind of forgot that were in there. So I'm playing dress up. I'm teaching women how to do vintage and modern. So vintage meets modern. And sometimes that's a little bit scary. So I hope I'm inspiring them and giving them ideas on how they can do that, not just with their closet, but with their home too, because it's a little daunting on that aspect too. So just how to take something from the 70s and make it work now. Awesome. I do. And we're sitting here staring at Wendy's backdrop, which is this beautiful (laughs) montage of flowers. And it's just beautiful. So it's amazing. Um, And Wendy, your business is online and has it always been online? Yes. I, like years ago, when I thought about opening a vintage store, I wanted a a brick and mortar. I'm like, I'm going to have an actual real store. And so the years go by and you kind of just like, don't do it because it's really scary and big. (laughs) And then as we kind of move more towards being online last year, earlier, I kind of just like really dug in and thought, I want to do this. I want to do this this way, online only. And it works for me. It makes me happy because I don't have to have this big giant store. I can do what I love right from my home. And my home is is where my business is hosted from and I love it I'm having a blast and if you've ever thought about starting a business home do it just do it because it's it's so much fun awesome well we're going to come back around to you Wendy I'm going to go next to Emma 
Okay. Hi. Thank you so much for organizing this. This is such a fun idea and I really love that we all get to spend time together again today online. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's just fun for us all to get to connect and see each other. And we're, I, I'm missing that connection piece. It's huge for me. And so, yeah, tell us about what you do, Emma. So I'm a vocal coach and uh, I've been teaching singing for nearly, well, no, I have been teaching for at least 20 years now. Um, and I love it. I love my days usually spent interacting with sort of between five to 10 different people. And it's very weird. Now it's just me and my new husband locked in together. <laughs> That's an interesting first year of marriage. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying taking advantage of the online switch which has been actually something that I've really wanted to do with my business anyway. So looking on the positive side of what's happening, this has been a really interesting experience for me, forcing me to learn all the technology and figure out how to make it all work and, and also get to spend time really focusing with you ladies and the Hello Life Academy stuff. And just, yeah, that's, that's my thing. So yeah, the, the vocal studio, is now slowly transitioning online and really enjoying it. Well, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying your little um, champagne and singing or mimosas <laughs> and singing. And that's just been really fun. And actually, one of the days you went on and I was like, oh, I have a piano. And so I went and sat down and played my piano. So you've inspired me to sit down and, and do an activity that I had put on the shelf. So there oh, you go. that makes me so happy. And that's something that even Jason has commented on, he's like, you're actually playing and singing now because it's not like work all the time is singing and music is work. And now it's actually like, oh, I'm having fun doing that again. So yeah, well, I'm glad you're having fun and you're inspiring other people to do that too. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, we'll come back and I'm going to take it over to Liz. Buddy, I'm Liz Campbell. I am the owner and trainer of M12 Fitness. Um, so pretty much up until this whole thing started, I was strictly an in-person personal trainer. And this whole ordeal has pretty much forced me into switching uh, to everything online. But at the same time, for me, that's kind of become an, a bit of a new end goal is to be 100% online within the next five years. Um, not that I don't really, really love my um, in-person clients, I am just finding like with the online fitness, you can reach so many more people. And the feedback I'm getting is just so encouraging uh, with what I have been doing right now. So it hasn't been a bad transition at all. It's just different, just kind of navigating anything as it comes at me. And then I just either look it up or put the time into it and it ends up working out. So that's great. And so you've just kind of put the turbo on your five-year goal and it's happening now. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm doing um, free workouts just to kind of keep everyone's spirits up um, throughout this time. Fitness is a really great stress reliever. Um, so if I can be that person now that's helping everyone out, then that's kind of my goal at the moment. So that's awesome. Okay. We're going to go to Amy M. Hi, thank you so much, Erin, for organizing this and having 
me and us. Um, so my name's Amy. I'm a therapist by trade. I have a master's of social work degree. And um, so I've got like all this clinical education in my brain, but um, there are two things in my life that have changed the way I show up and kind of bridged the gap between my head and my heart. And that is um, becoming a mom and having horses in my life. So my business now is um, called Herd Wellness Through Horses. And the whole idea of that is partnering with horses to facilitate healing. So it's a way quicker journey to bridge that gap from the head to the heart because horses live in the present moment and in their body and can do that so quickly for people. Um, and the reason my name, um, business name is Herd Wellness Through Horses is uh, I want every person who comes here to feel heard fully uh, seen and heard by the time they walk out the door so yeah love it that's awesome thanks for being here thanks for having me christine you're up so my name is christine i own rehab focus fitness and um peanuts at play um i am actually a therapy assistant and work with special needs kids in my day job but um my passion really lies with fitness and rehab um so i my Rehab focused fitness is one-on-one um, -on -one personal training for people in the post-rehab uh, post -rehab transition. So coming from rehab into daily function, um, getting over the fear of coming back into exercise and movement again, and finding new fitness goals for them. And then I also teach Pilates classes to adults who um, have chronic rehab issues that Pilates is helping them with. And my peanuts at play, my daughter and I actually... Um, work together on this and run uh, anatomy classes, teaching anatomy through fitness classes to kids. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're having fun doing this online too, navigating all of it. That was actually something I've wanted to do for a while. Um, I don't see uh, rehab focused fitness really going online as much as Peanuts at Play, but um, definitely it's a good, it, it's been a fun learning curve. <laughs> Awesome. So your peanuts at play is online or both? It's it's. I think I'm going to keep it online. Um, yeah, unless uh, unless there is a high demand for in class again, because we were doing that before and that was kind of fun too. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do miss the little kiddos. <laughs> I know I do too. I don't get to see my little kiddos, but I'm seeing them via telehealth now, and that is sure fun. Yeah. We'll talk more, and we're going to jump over to Amy Kay. Uh, I'm a photographer, so I started, uh, I bought myself a camera like maybe five or six years ago, just as a gift to myself. It was my first gift ever, and it's kind of been the gift that keeps on giving. So um, I started just taking, just saying yes to everything and photographing everything, but I really fell in love with boudoir and just kind of seeing women kind of transform when they come into the studio and just kind of embracing just everything that's underneath. And when you strip away everything, literally and figuratively, I guess, um, there's just a lot that, that comes up in the studio and it's just kind of a really transformational um, experience, a lot more than anyone ever expects, I think. So I've really, really fallen in love with it. And so now I'm taking it one step further and I don't just want to be a boudoir photographer but I want to be a healing space for women to come in and really just take it just that extra step further and talk about um, body acceptance and just how we can have gratitude for our bodies and self-love and 
um, how we develop those. So I'm starting a project called the Body Love Evolution, which just talks about, um, we'll be talking kind of about everything, just how you don't just start self-love right away. It's not something that you just wake up and be like, oh my God, I love myself today. <laughs> it's just something that you kind of have to work on and that's okay. And it's okay to get up and say like, I'm not happy with the way my body is right now, but I accept it the way it is. And I'm grateful for everything that it does for me on a daily basis. So big, exciting things coming up, a little bigger than myself right now. So, <laughs> um, but just kind of taking it one day at a time. Excellent. Well, this is exciting. We've got like lots of different walks of life, but lots of businesses that, that do meld together. Like I, I didn't realize this when I <laughs> invited you all on here. So um, I can see lots of neat little collaborations within this, but it kind of leads me to the next question, which is like, how has your role changed? And we talked a little bit about, about that, but like, how has your role changed and how are you reframing your business? Some of you have mentioned this already. So for me, I, I'm taking my business to a telehealth, but I'm also just kind of reframing and just being like looking more at gratitude and looking more at like what I get to do. I get to be at home with my kids and, and I, I don't have to be at home with my kids, but I get to be at home with my kids. So what is something in your business that you're, reframing right now to help you, I don't know, um, just look at the opportunities that you have instead of dwelling on negative aspects of not being able to leave the house. <laughs> Maybe we'll start with um, Amy M or whoever wants to go, I guess. Sure. Um, so with um, the shift um, in our reality with uh, COVID-19, it's been the push that I've needed to do some online um, telehealth or, or, or e-counseling work. I've been thinking about it for a while because to get out to the barn, like I'm 45 minutes out of Calgary. So it's a big commitment uh, for someone to come out for a session. There's an hour typically on both ends of the session. It's a big deal. So how do I um, kind of bridge that gap between equine therapy sessions has been my focus or my idea and now I have to do, have to figure it out so it's been fun um, and I actually enjoy video counseling more than I thought I would um, yeah so, me too <laughs> right and so and I would have never dove in except um, now that I have no choice um, and then it, obviously there can't be a horse here although imagine if I could do live sessions from the barn with the horse there that would be cool but I'm trying to bring what the horses teach us. So that idea even of horses live in the present moment, how, do, how can I bring that online through my social media channels and stuff like that, our platforms um, to be kind of a grounding um, space for people uh, in this time. So that's kind of my shift in focus and working from home with a family and a farm. Um, I wouldn't even say balance, but had to slow down period because to try to do it all and to keep growing and moving uh, it's just too much so yeah I get to slow down I guess I love it I love it and I love like you've posted little um, clips of things that you're doing on the farm and it's I think that helps us be present in what you're doing too so I think that's really cool yeah it's been fun and a good distraction for sure all right who's next Christine, do you want to go next? Yeah, I, uh, 
<clears throat> what we've been <clears throat> sorry doing with uh, Peanuts at Play is um, three times a week. So we're offering a lot of free things right now um, to help out with those who, of course, are losing their jobs. Um, so we do a lot of live um, events on Facebook right now. And then I'm um, doing Peanuts pieces, little clips of what we've done in our classes um, on Instagram. I'm posting that on Instagram instead. And um, what I found really helpful and I actually really enjoy is a lot of the training that I have with special needs kids, I'm able to use um, those strategies to create new programs and add the fitness concept, concept or gross motor to it and combine the two to make it um, even more fun, even more educational. So it doesn't just have to be around the anatomy piece any longer. Um, and that's been helpful because, um, yeah, working from home, running a business, and then um, thrown into homeschooling in French entirely was, you know, not the time of my life. <laughs> but, now, but now we're figuring it out. We've got a schedule, and I've been able to combine the business with her homeschooling education to help to help with that. Um, and then the Rehab Focus Fitness, um, using Zoom, using a lot of different uh, devices and technology to put videos together for, um, for me to put on Instagram and also on Facebook, and then offering the classes through Zoom or um, some of these other apps that are out there now that I, I didn't really know enough about that has been helpful. Awesome. Great. And I, I noticed you threw in some occupational therapy tips too, so that you got my thumbs up on that one. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, let's jump over to Amy. I think it's been really hard as a photographer, like everything's in person. So um, the transition has been really difficult for me, but there's also a lot of kind of like back-end stuff that I'm doing with my business. So that's been really nice. And also just trying to focus on where I can give back to my community um, and where, I guess, where they need help. So just, or not even help, just support. I, I just went back through all of my files from every shoot that I did in the last year and I just picked my favorite photo and I re-edited it and I sent it out to all of my clients. Um, just with like a personal note, I think that's so important. I love when I get anything from a small business and it has like just a personal touch. I think it's like my ultimate favorite thing. And it's something that makes me a loyal customer every time. So I want my clients to know that I'm there for them through this, however I can be. And also that, you know, when I don't know what normal looks like after this, but whenever we get back to a place of normalcy, um, that I'll still continue to be there for them and their families. So I think that's one thing that I've done. And then just, uh, I'm creating an iPhone photography course. So some way that we can teach, I can teach people how to take better photos with their iPhone. Um, there's so many different things that people just don't know about their camera, including myself. Like when looking all this stuff up, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I can do that with my phone. So there's lots of, there's lots of ways that you can give back, I think. But the most important is just kind of being there, just making yourself available and really just, I didn't really want to step out and say, you know, what can I sell to you guys right now? Or what can, what can I, you know, it's more like, what can I give? And also maybe you don't need anything. Maybe you just need a conversation. Maybe you need just like someone to be there. So 
even though I'm a photographer, that's, you know, the transformation and the vulnerability and everything that happens in here. Like a big part of that is getting to know your client base. So I've been super thankful for the time to do that. Yeah. And you touched on, I was on a call yesterday and it was all about just holding spaces. So just, just being there for somebody and just being there if they need the support and not, um, not trying to fix it. For me, I'm a fixer and a helper. And so just to hold space for people and be, you know what, I'm, we're all kind of going through this together and we're experiencing it all differently, but we're here in whatever aspect that is. So I like that you, I like what you said there. Who wants to go next? Wendy's ready. Okay. So I think the biggest thing that's changed for me since all of this has transpired has been the sourcing. So vintage, you got to go out and hunt that stuff down and I'm not hunting. I, I can't hunt. Right. So that hurts. <laughs> but, um, like Amy said, you know, this is a great opportunity to look behind the scenes and see what you can do. Like now I'm really focusing on putting together lots of videos with styling tips and, and showing people how I do things, how I would wear things, like taking a piece and, and showing it three different ways or just doing things that I'm providing valuable content that someone looks at me and says, you know, hey, I, I, that's really cool. I, I enjoy that and I, I need that right now. I just, it's lighthearted and it's fun. And th that's what I need. Like I need something that's not so heavy sometimes. So it's like, okay, if I can do that, that's a fantastic thing, right? So that's what I'm focusing on. And also I'm taking this as a sign from the universe that I should get off my butt and do things like that podcast <laughs> that I've been talking about doing. And so I, I've been busy. My hamster has been definitely on the wheel and it's made me, it's made me really choose to, to explore those. Awesome. And I think, yeah, we're all, I don't know if we're all workaholics, but we have work is such a big part of our life. It's our primary occupation. And it's hard to take that shift and it's hard to slow down because sometimes when we're working, we feel at ease for me anyways. And so the first week that this happened, I was really slowing down and just being present with my family, but I needed to work and I needed that, that productivity to feel like I was doing something and to feel like I was contributing. So I think we're all talking about different ways that we're, we're doing things differently. And I, it's so interesting to hear everybody's story and, and how we are all in this together. Liz, do you want to talk about how you're reframing and how your role has changed? You did mention it a little bit, but visit that again. Yeah, I think I am just kind of more so figuring out what avenues I can take when it comes to my business, like the whole training people online thing. It was always an option that was there. It was just never really an option that I really pushed for my clients. Like it was always like, oh, you're signing up for training. Okay, great. Here's the gym and this is when I'll meet you there. So now just kind of restructuring it and being able to look at that and go, okay, I can take certain one-on-one -on -one clients um, on Zoom. Like for example, I had a client pre-booked for the middle of this month and she even reached out to me and said hey is there any way we can still do this via video and yeah of course there is so it's just 
I think what basically what I have to do is just let my clients know that, hey, this is still attainable. It's something that we can still do. I'm just very not used to doing that. Um, but like you were also saying before, this has really accelerated the online stuff for me. Um, it's making me have to switch over a lot sooner than I really was planning. But just knowing that I'm going to be able to do that is just making me so happy. So. And do you find that people are reaching out more because they realize that physical piece that, that um, working out does make them feel better? Do you find you're getting clients that way? I, I am getting a lot of feedback that way. Like I am, I'm getting a lot of people telling me, because um, right, right now I have a, a free 10-day um, mood-boosting workout group on Facebook. And a lot of those people are reaching out to me or checking in after they've finished the workout and they're basically saying, I feel great. Thank you so much. And so even just seeing the, the feedback from that is helpful to know that, yes, it is, it is working. So. Excellent. I'm yeah. And I talk about that a lot that, you know, we can get to calm from um, a bottom up approach and that's accessing that movement center in our brain. So I'll send people your way. Awesome. (laughs) And Emma, how have you been reframing um, and doing things differently? So for me, like you mentioned the workaholic side of things, I'm not good at sitting still. And then when I was forced into my home to sit still and uh, do that, then um, yeah, my hamster started going nuts on the wheel and all sorts of things got created. So um, my first response was, to do some daily coaching and stuff for free on the Rocket Vocal Studios social media and be able to really build community. And whether it was beginners or people who've been singing for years or people who suddenly felt that they maybe couldn't make it to their lesson or whatever, just to make sure that they realize, yeah, I'm here for you. I'm still doing what I've always done. Um, It's gonna be in a different format, but it might even be better for you this way. And uh, just offering a ton of like free coaching and lots of tips. And I've got a course that I'm launching next week that's uh, Confident Karaoke, but it's basically a catchy name for anyone who just wants to build confidence for their singing. And um, because that's the key thing I find is with all of my clients is confidence and just being want to be able to do these things, but they just hold themselves back. And um, I've actually talked with Amy M about this and there's a real crossover too with what Amy K is doing is that I'd say least once a week, minimum once a week, I'll have a, a client that just bowls their eyes out and is just like sharing theirs. And they're like, I'm having the best time right now, but this is just releasing something and I'm feeling all the things and the emotional connection with music. And obviously these other different industries is um, just being able to connect with people on an emotional level like that. I felt like I had to be there. I have to be online. I'm not just going to go work on something behind the scenes. I want to make sure that, that my clients, current clients and, you know, potential clients know that I'm here. This is what I do. And I'm, I'm not going to stop providing value and content and, you know, moving forward. If they do want to work with me, awesome. Amazing. That's a really big bonus. But for me, it's keeping me sane and also hopefully offering some, uh, some fun distractions and, and value to people out there too. So. Awesome. So we've all kind of expressed that we're here, we're showing up and doing things differently. Um, 
What is one thing that you're doing differently to look after yourself? Um, in my role, I talk about regulation and, you know, you, Emma, you just said like that you have clients that come on that are crying. Like we're all kind of on edge, right? And so what are you doing to take care of yourself so that you can show up for other people on a daily basis? And who wants to start? I'll go. <laughs> Good. Um, I have been saying like just in my VIP group and just on Instagram, whatever, like airplane mode is self-care. So I am just for at least two hours a day. Sometimes it turns into a whole day, which is lovely. Um, but I'll literally just turn on airplane mode. And those are usually like blogging days or um, get thoughts out days. But um, it really is just there's something about just knowing that my phone's off and I don't care what comes in and it just doesn't matter. There's so much noise right now um, that I feel like even I hesitate posting stories sometimes or I find myself hesitating or I find myself putting content out. So I'm like, I don't want to add to the noise. I don't want to be part of that. Um, but also it's really important. Like it's really important to just take some quiet times with no notifications, no bings or beeps or like anything coming in. Um, and so I guess airplane mode and journaling has been a big thing for me too, because there's a lot of stuff coming up for me that's just, I did not even realize was there. So there's a lot of um, just anything from, you know, my parents were big into like doomsday prepping so I think there's like some weird stuff coming up where I'm like ah, maybe I should have listened more <laughs> um, but yeah there I think but just getting all my thoughts down in a quick journal entry it doesn't matter if it's five minutes or you know an hour of journaling I sat down and journaled for an hour the other day and it was like it was so good because now those thoughts are on paper and they're out of my brain so I feel like I can be a little more present for my clients and present for myself like I don't have all this stuff bubbling under the surface that's waiting to come out when someone crosses a line. So um, yeah, I think those are two things that have really helped me. I love that. I need to do the airplane mode because like in the mornings I have a schedule and I find that people still call like my phone rings. They don't know what my schedule is and then I answer it and then I'm not present with my kids. I'm not helping them on their schoolwork, work, which is also French immersion, Christine. Um, and so I'm not there helping them because I got a call. And so I just need to, I think it's really important to have that airplane mode and be intentional with your time. Like this is my time to be on a call with all of you guys. I've got everything else turned off, but I think those are good tips. Um, who else, who else has some tips that you're using for taking care of yourself? Unmute yourself. <laughs> Okay, I feel like Amy and I are like soul sisters. <laughs> All the things that she said are hugely important to me and it's like, it keeps me grounded and it keeps me, keeps me there. Also, working out, like I have to do a workout every day and it's that one, you know, one segment of the day where instead of, of me thinking about everything that's going on right now, it's like I'm thinking about holy crap, like, this hurts, my legs are killing me, my butt hurts, <laughs> all those things, right, it's like, that's all I'm thinking about, is, is, you know, the awesomeness of that, so that's been huge, and another thing, um, my husband just got home, and um, we have been taking every day 
to just get outside. Like the fresh air is good for the soul. Nature is good for the soul. And, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of people out. That's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a nice, even if it's like 30 minutes just to get out for a walk, it feels good. Yeah. You feel, you feel like your brain is cleared kind of when you get back home. So yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to Waterton two weekends ago before they closed it. Um, and actually I was, I'm, I'm not surprised that they closed it because there were a lot of people there, but it just felt so nice to be out and enjoying nature. It felt like there was a bit of normal there. Um, so now I'm kind of sad that we can't go there, but I totally understand why. And we'll get back there. Okay, Christine, you wanted to go next? So we've been, uh, I've been taking Tuesdays and Thursdays now <laughs> to, <laughs> to um, just kind of relax with, uh, with her a little bit more instead of so focused on um, making sure everything's running smoothly for, for work, but also with her homeschooling as well. Um, because I, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we put a lot of effort into making sure that the schedule is, is working for us and um, that we're focused on the things we need to be focused on. But I'm taking a very casual approach to it because I am not her school teacher. I, there's six hours in a day for school for a reason because there's so many kids. <laughs> um, and so I didn't want her to feel like, okay, I'm out of school, but I'm in school and I have to do the same routine. And I thought, no, you know, we can make this fun. Yeah. So, we've been, so I've been letting her have some input into it as well. And then we also take those breaks. We take those body breaks and have moments where we do something fun that is physically active, whether that be outside for a walk or finding something to do inside that will keep us active. And um, then picking something fun throughout the rest of the day or the evening for us to do, like whether it's watch a movie, bake something together that we've always wanted to try or call um, friends on Messenger. So yeah, we've been kind of doing a lot of, of that to balance our days out so it's not just... Um, five days a week of looking at, okay, this is our schedule. we got to stick with it. <laughs> yeah. I came out strong with the schedule. I'm like, we need to have a schedule. And I do believe that we need to have a routine, but like, yeah, I was not very realistic in my schedule. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to do like academic in the morning and creative time and more academics. And it's like, wow, those all get melded together now. And it's like, we're doing an obstacle course with a math question at the end. And that's that's 10 minutes of academic time. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that has been inspiring me with my programs, with my peanuts at play. That's where a lot of the inspiration is coming from is kind of being thrown into the situation. Yeah. Yeah. We have to practice what we preach now <laughs> a little bit and we have to be gentle with ourselves. And I think you've said that. All right, Liz. Well, I will be the first to admit that self-care is very hard for me. Before this whole situation started, um, my schedule was so busy, it was pretty much, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Non-exi- non-existent. Um, I work all day. So my training is like my second job at this point. I do have a day job. Um, and I would just be so busy throughout the whole day that I would literally come home, try to have a meal, do some spend some time with my husband and then we'd go to bed. Um, so self-care for me is br- like pretty much brand new at this point. Um, I did like, gosh, how do I, how do I even describe this? Like it's, 
it's something that I know is so important, but at the same time, like I'm still feeling like I need to be busy and I'm trying to cut, cut that down so much. Um, but it is, but I am learning, like I am kind of learning that it is so important to take that time for yourself. Um, the other day I just sat down and I read for half an hour, which is something that I would do before bed if I felt like it. Um, so yeah, it like, I'm, I'm still coming around to the idea of it. It's still hard for me because I do just kind of feel like, oh, I'm putting this off and I shouldn't when really this is the time when I should be embracing the slowdown. I'm just having a hard time doing that, I think, but I am starting to learn and I'm happy that I'm starting to learn because I'm, I'm actually starting to like it. So <laughs> that's good. You actually asked the question yesterday, what you do for self-care. And I, I said, drink wine. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever works. I see thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I only live a couple blocks from the liquor store, but no, that I don't want that to be my go-to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Emma, Amy, who wants to go next? I can jump in, seeing as we're talking about wine. <laughs> That's my cue. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm similar to Liz in the sense that finding what what that self-care thing is for me because music is such a passion for me and singing is such a passion for me but it's also my job so I really don't know where the the line is for being so recently being able to just Jason and I locked in the house he's a musician too so we are so fortunate that there will be wine and then we play music and we jam together. And then we've, we've been going online doing Facebook lives as the Brulyweds and drinking and entertaining people and doing silly things online. Just, just cause you know, that's, that's the fun side of, of what we're passionate about. And we're so lucky that that is also what we do for, for work too. So really, really fortunate, but then finding that fine line of like, maybe how do I, how do I shut off so I'm not working on a song or I'm not thinking about my singing? <laughs> First of all, problems, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's um, my self-care and my therapy is my music, but also um, my horse, uh, who is fantastic therapy, as Amy M would probably back me up on that, that, that whole same as working out. You have to be focused in that exact moment or anything can happen um so you have to be really thinking about you your relationship with the horse the what you're doing what's surrounding you and that precise moment so that for me has been a godsend that i'm not thinking about all these other things i'm like boom i'm here and i'm now so for me yeah troy is my my major therapist <laughs> awesome and amy m uh for me there's been a couple of a couple of things. So initially I was like, oh, I can get so many projects done. Like I can do all my spring cleaning. This is going to be fantastic. And then kind of like Liz and, and some of the other people said that that slowdown, it's almost shifted now to like, what is the minimum actually I could do over here and still like have, like how much do I actually have to work in a day um, to, for it to feel good and me to feel good about it and um, to like meet the needs of our family um, financially and, and still serve the client base that I have. 
Um, so that's been a very interesting shift. And then finding those pockets of normal. So um, being on a farm, we're um, calving. So all of our cows are having their babies right now. So it's so busy and it's so normal. So if I put my phone down, life is normal um, at our house. We can't go to town, but um, life is normal outside of that. So I feel very um, fortunate that way and very lucky that that um, distraction is happening. And then nature's a big thing. Um, just seeing like the geese coming back and the bald eagles and all of that stuff. Um, and then having children and pets in our family because they will stay like true to who they are and still do the things and want to play and ask the questions and um, want to play hide and go seek and all that stuff. Um, so it's really been helpful to drop out of that. What I should be doing into like, okay, let's cook dinner together. What should we have for dinner? And it's a kind of a family decision instead of a scramble and we'll have the same thing, spaghetti five nights in a row because it's easy. So, yeah. I don't know that it's kind of turned it on its head what I thought self-care was so yeah and I think self-care is different for everybody and different in every moment and yeah what I thought self-care was was you know having a bath or drinking a glass of wine or or doing a workout and it I really have to be conscious of what it is in that moment that I need to do to take care of myself and I love all of the tips and tricks that you guys have talked about that that I think we can all do in any moment, right? So um, finding out what we need right then and there. And that takes a little bit of being present in the moment and being aware of where we are on our regulation scale. And yeah, like for me, getting dressed in the morning is the self-care that I need to just get into a routine. It, it makes, you know, I could stay in my pajamas or I could have pajamas on the bottom. Maybe I do, but I don't. <laughs> but, um, but getting dressed and trying to like do my hair or put on makeup, just trying to make it seem normal and not being in tune with all of the other things. We don't have a TV. We only have Netflix. Thank God we have Netflix. Um, but just finding those little pieces, like I have little times when I like tune into what's going on or get the check-in from the world, but just trying to, to be in now is, yeah, it's a challenge. And I appreciate all of your insights into everything that's going on and what you're doing and how you're reframing. And um, I think this has been a fun little conversation and I've gotten to know a lot about each of you and I am so so grateful for this community that that we have um, because it gives us it gives us that connection piece that that we're missing. So thank you all for being on today. Thank you so much for listening to my show. Please leave a review and leave comments so that I can always improve and bring you more of what you want to hear about sensory integration, sensory regulation, sensory spaces, and the ins and outs of running a clinic on big wheels. To discover more about Sensational Path, jump over to www.sensationalpath.com or come find me on Facebook or Instagram. I can't wait to hear what you thought of this episode. Oh, 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 oh,